The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, I pray not only for these, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And I have given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one, as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me, and that you love them even as you love me. Father, they are your gift to me. I wish that where I am they also may be with me, that they may see my glory that you gave me, because you love me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world also does not know you, but I know you, and they know that you sent me. I may know to them your name, and I will make it known, that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Our faith formation program, yes, it's coming, drawing to a close, the end of the school year for us. And yesterday we had a great session with the confirmation kids. So you can imagine a bunch of teenagers. And we had a question and answer session yesterday with myself. And we had the kids submit all the questions, whatever running around in their, in their minds. And they could write it down and they submitted it to us. And so you can imagine Q&A with, with Father Sullivan. It was, it was fun. Ask anybody who was there, you can tell when the room shifted and what topics was on their, on their hearts. You can tell the shift came when we started talking about human sexuality. Again, why? Not only because they're teens and at that age, you know, the, their bodies are changing and whatnot, and we all go through that, but no. I think it's because of the culture as well. They started asking, Father, what does the church think about transgenderism. What does the church think about homosexuality? All of the hot-button issues of our age. And I can see in their minds because the presupposition that they were coming from was that the church is mean. Why? So that knowing that this was a presupposition we have to first lay out principles. Every single person is created in God's image and likeness. Every single person is created with dignity. We are created in God's image and likeness. <clears throat> Our createdness in, as male and female from the very beginning is rooted in our identity as sons and daughters of God. So I wanted to lay that out for the kids first. At the heart of it was, what is the meaning of our sexuality? So I try to contrast that with the, with the beautiful church's teachings versus what they hear in the world. Because we laid out, what is the purpose of our sexuality? Because ultimately, it is not dirty or shameful or filthy, but rather God gifted us with this gift 
of created, being created male and female. And that there's a purpose to it. And we strive to align ourselves with the teachings of the faith. That sexuality could only be given in holy matrimony between one man and one woman. Anything outside of that falls beneath the dignity of why God gifted us with this creating as being male and female. And so you can see their little minds trying to wrap their minds around this because what does the world tell us? There is no meaning to human sexuality. It's whatever we say it is. And so to hold that gift, to hold the line of the church's teaching versus the, this, this permissiveness of the culture, they're told the church is mean because of that, because we don't allow the wide range of behavior that's out there. Our Lord here in the gospel is saying that he desires oneness with humanity. To become part of the Trinity, rooted in his word. Rooted, in other words, in the truth. And what we're trying to convey to the kids, but that's a true unity. Because the unity of which the world speaks of is just tolerate everything. And be nice. Because what, in their, what, they're, what, they're being, what, what we're being told in our minds is, you have to allow everything. If not, then you are attacking everybody. That's a false unity. Because it's not rooted in truth, but rather it's rooted in subjectivity. Rooted in everybody's own individual version of truth. And that could never bring us the deepest happiness, the deepest joy of what we're created for. And it's an uphill battle. Because if you think about it, those kids in there, it was about 100 teens. We have one hour with them in a week. And if they come to Mass with one of my homilies, maybe a 45-minute homily during Sunday, right? Imagine that sliver of time we're trying to proclaim the truth versus six to eight hours in front of their screens. Do you see that battle that we're facing? Ah, but joy. Because we can read what St. Paul in the Acts of the Apostles did. He heard the Lord's voice. He says, Following the night, the Lord stood by Paul and said to him, Take courage, Paul, for you must bear witness for me. That gives me hope. No matter what the world does, says, I pray that we may have the courage to proclaim the truth, as hard as it is.